Morning, Sasai. Come in. Yeah, just checking in. Well, it's almost noon and uh, you hadn't come out. You saw that I dropped dead. Figured there was a 20% chance. Hey, look, uh, Dutch and I, we're, uh, we're gonna go clear out some local munchers. I just wanted to check in and see if uh, you need anything before I go. Oh. No, nothing. Huh? Well, don't forget to eat something, all right? You want to remind me to go to the toilet, too? And welcome to Bloody Sunday, the Strain Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and to the right, Joe Moore. <laughs> uh, Jolie Darrow. Yes, uh, David is not here this week. He will be back, I'm guessing, next week. Um, this episode, uh, as far as first impressions goes, um, it, it, it felt like it was just so spread out. I mean, there's so many commercials in this thing. Uh, and it seems like each time they get me into what's happening, it's another commercial. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then that, that interest like level goes, boo. And then like, boo, 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 boo. And then a commercial, boo. I think that's by design, man. No. That's what they want. They want to rev you up for those commercials. Yeah, but I would be out if I didn't have to do a <laughs> podcast about the show. Yeah, right. Yeah? yeah right. The most emotion I felt was during the Honda commercial with the kids yeah singing oh yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, the moment like our uh, the recording of the DVR uh, for some reasons paused and we had to go back to um, the actual FX channel and if that were to happen during like Game of Thrones I would have freaked the fuck out yeah um, but I very calmly just grabbed the remote <laughs> found the FX and there was no discussion among any of us about what are we going to do? Make sure we start at the right time. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't know exactly what we missed. I'm guessing it was just... uh, That guy walking into the room. Yeah, and sitting down and more of of that. We missed an old man sitting down. Um, uh, Any other general thoughts about this, uh, this episode? I feel like I need to make sure I never miss one of these nights. Because there's no way I'm doing it on my own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll upload Joe Moore and just skip the episode entirely. I just... No, you're right. And even the one thing I was primed to care about, which was them finding a potential solution uh, with a new virus or bacteria or whatever they're creating, I didn't understand. They were speaking in science language that yeah. was completely not viewer-friendly, so... Yeah. Just yeah. read that out loud for me, what my notes say. Uh, which one? Monocene. All right. I will read it out loud. <laughs> Wait, says, I want to give my... <laughs> what do you think that says? More science with virus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's my notes for that scene. It just says more science with virus. I thought you were thinking about a fun monocene. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. So taking notes. 
we got to see another butt this week. Yeah. Two, two butts. Two for two. Yeah. for season two. Two butts. Butt to butt. <laughs> Four cheeks. Uh, yeah. Uh, One crazy uh, neck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like you said, you like that the, that particular scene. The scene I was really enjoyed was the scene with uh, they go into the I guess it was a YMCA. Yeah. Uh, and it was a really that, that might have been one of the more fun, well done, um, uh, more rhymes uh, action scene action scenes that, keep, keep, that they've keep done. Keep the rhyme going. Yeah, yeah action that scene that they've done. <laughs> it was a really good. I have to turn it into an Irish uh, accent just so <laughs> the rhyme fits. Right. Uh, real fun, well done, action soon. Um, so yeah, uh, and then and then boom, cut. Like the show is an hour and fifteen minutes long, but the actual show is maybe still forty five minutes. Yeah, like that's exactly. typically it's forty to forty five minutes for an hour drama, right? Something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is still that amount of time spread over an hour and fifteen minutes, and I think I don't think. I'm guessing it's just because of sponsor issues, um, but it's. I think it hurts this show. I think it hurts the show a lot. Let's point out that Mike's notes are not even half a page long. Oh, that's besides. Still, <laughs> oh, only yeah, half no, a page no, long no. without gaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's basically just keywords. <laughs> yeah. Zombie. Uh, were you disagreeing that... You think that the the stretching of the show? Oh God, no, no, okay. no, absolutely. I think that, that that's um, like I, I said last week, and I, I can't remember of any specific instances this week. But last week there was that scene where, like, the when they went to the um, that storage locker place, <laughs> when they like drive the truck, and you see the entire scene of the truck driving all the way in, yeah. them putting it in park, you know, it's like, like they are obviously really taking their time with this and trying to just fill up episodes, I guess. Because yeah, where just... are they going to go, you know what I mean? They're either going to solve this or they're not. They haven't created characters that I want to see more stories of. Yeah, you know, like, I was, I was thinking while I was watching it this week, like, no one really in... In this episode, no one really makes any decisions. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, like, for me to get behind a hero, like, in any story, they need to make decisions that I can relate to in some way or I can, like, get behind. Like, whenever... Like, I always think of heroes in terms of Star Wars because that's, like, the biggest broad stroke, like, thing that had the most effect on me as a kid. Um, Like, all in the... A New Hope. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, they uh, even Princess Leia make decisions that I'm like, I can't relate to directly, but in some way they appeal to me. It's like, yeah, you know what? After Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen are killed, Luke has to fucking leave. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now, I've never had my aunt and uncle killed and had to, like, you know, cr- join this crazy guy in a mission, but I, like, I uh, that appeals to me in some way. No one does that on this show, so there's, like, no, there's no opportunity for me to be, like, ah, I root for that guy or that woman or whoever, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so it's just like watching people do stuff out of obligation and it's kind of boring, I guess. But, yeah. But it was cool when those those fucking vampires got their heads lopped off. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It was a great scene uh, but, and then they just cut to the like cut right to the end of it to the to the pool scene yeah but here's my question 
why did they waste those grenades on that, like, those vampires specifically? Like, there were only two, right? Yeah. There were only two oh. of those silver grenades. Uh, I'd have to believe it, it. You think there were a couple? That would that would be a gross miscalculation on their part. Yeah. Uh, if, they were, <laughs> if there were only two. But it didn't seem like last episode there were many. So those are nah. my silver grenades. Yeah. Uh, so why are they wasting them? And also, what is it a silver grenade? Because, like, she threw it, and it was only, like, five feet away from her when a grenade went off. Like, yeah. they were in the same Just room as silver. it. Just silver. Well, and that was like the, little hard pieces of silver. He or? he leaves the room and like shuts a door. Mm-hmm. She's right She's in there, there with it. Yeah. Uh, so there there's rules that I don't understand. It looks like confetti. Yeah. It's just like con- silver yeah. confetti. Yeah, it's just glitter. Buy it at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rip Taylor is going to be going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, I mean, she didn't seem to mind the grenade going off no. like very close, like in front of her. I guess she just yeah. covered her face or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's just uh, like CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it because uh, it's it's not really there, Joe. Uh, no, like silver, silver, like a dust form of yeah. of silver, mm. like like the gold flakes uh, at the bottom of a gold schlager. Mm. Then they shouldn't put it in a, in a grenade. It should just be in like a little sack. Yeah, and then just, just like sprinkle yeah. dust, like pixie dust, like, yeah. and then all these. Uh... Is that a thing? Vampires and silver? Yeah, that's Is been it? a thing for the whole. <laughs> series for for this for this one, but you mean in general? Yeah, I don't know. Silver bullet. Yeah, I feel like it is. Silver bullet is with Wolfman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Wolfman. Werewolf. Yeah, werewolf. Yeah, it's a werewolf. That's a werewolf. Bro. <laughs> that was that was an honest mistake. I did. I called it a wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> with the Wolfman. Uh, I think it's just. I mean, they've clearly been blending different monster tropes together. I think that mm-hmm. might just be another one. Daylight. Silver. Yeah, like that sword is silver, but it also mm-hmm. like cuts them, cuts their head off. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, which I would imagine is more effective. <laughs> but I guess if silver works, that works. I'm on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> if it was just like a silver, like, chalkboard pointer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <You're> <laughs> dropped <head>. yeah. <laughs> it would kind of take the effect out. Yeah. Wait for like a scene where one of them. Well, we'd have to get a scene where one of them gets engaged. One of them is really cheap oh, and yeah. gives her, or gives his girlfriend a ring, and we're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to melt down your ring." No, you don't want to do that. It's yeah. But it's all it's not really like sober. Monster groans. Uh, or like a vampire's like like similar to the engagement. Like they're at their like in laws' house and they're like having the engagement dinner, you know, and like. Like picks up the fine silver. Like, Is this real silver? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, oh no! And blah. Stabs. Yeah. Or stabs a hand and it's yeah. not real silver. <laughs> what? Yeah. I paid. I paid top dollar for that. Yeah. It's a pewter knife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this episode kind of kicked off on a on a, a bit of a weird start because we had what seemed like a rough cut of the previously on. Yeah. Uh, it didn't have any music. The scenes that they used were all too long. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, like, the music kind of chimed in. So it just kind of set off, it uh, started off just a little weird. Uh, Bolivar and uh, Eichhorst. Uh, so Bolivar, we got to see him. Yeah. <laughs> and he sounds like one of the gangsters from The Simpsons. Yeah. 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 I know what you're saying. <laughs> that sounded, did you ever see, there was um, this movie in the 70s that was, 
it was produced by Andy Warhol, and it's a vampire. It's a Dracula movie, but in the movie, there's like some farmhand in Transylvania <laughs> who comes in, and he's like, I guess it's meant to be like kind of like a tongue-in-cheek vamp Dracula movie, mm. but he's got this like really thick Brooklyn accent, <laughs> like really, really, fun, and that's what that reminded me of. Because I don't remember him talking. Like no, that he definitely movie, right? didn't. He didn't. He just like spent a couple nights in Brooklyn, turned into a vampire, and now he's yes, it went to a dialect coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, so High Course wants me to be uh, a little more Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> a little more Brooklyn. It's a little more menacing. Hey, I'm a vampire over here. <laughs> over here. Grew up on Long Island. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Bovar and I, of course, having a discussion. Uh, I turned to you guys and asked what it was about. Neither of you knew. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about the box or something. Was it the, was it the box? And Maybe. I'm still not sure if they're saying, is it Lumen? I don't, I still don't understand that. Lumen. Lumen. Because <laughs> if it's Lumen, Lumen is something to do with light, which would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, instead of a box full of presents, we're going to have a light box. Yeah. It's my light grenade. <laughs> Um, uh, and then there's uh, Kelly. She's she's sniffing on the the newly minted blind <laughs> vampire kids. Mm-hmm. Oh um, right, yeah. And, and they're then, making like the clickiest clicking sounds yeah. ever. Yeah. Is that supposed to be some sort of like cake on? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's only there. <laughs> Which is like, did you ever listen to that Invisibilia about Batman? Or maybe it was you lost me at Invisibilia. <laughs> it's a it's a podcast. There's uh, a Batman? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Podcast. Yeah. What hey, if you're podcast? interested in podcasts, check out this other podcast. <laughs> what is it? Um, it's I think it was it was either This American Life or another NPR podcast called Invisibilia. And they talk about uh, a real life Batman where it's this guy who can see like the via, Wolfman. Yeah. Like the wolf man. It's a bat. <laughs> uh, but he can see like outlines of things. He's blind, but he can see them via sonar. So he clicks his tongue to get around. He can like ride a bicycle. He can do all mm, Sounds like a liar to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, he was he like see. Yeah. But he was like he he got on the news he and like he has a whole school where he teaches blind kids how to click so that they can see too. So he just walks around all day going, and it just seemed like it was like a play on that. Oh okay. wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would I would buy that. Yeah. Uh, with that information. Yeah. Um, Batman guys. That wasn't. Like, <laughs> it's like men, but they're bats. Uh, how do they give us like if if that is the case? I could buy into that. Right. Um, but that's information that somehow might have been useful within this. But <laughs> right. I'm also kind of glad that, that we didn't have it because we have to we have to kind of figure something out. Whereas in the last episode, it was like every blind trope and right. stereotype about being blind that was kind of force-fed uh, to us. Um, okay, we, we get it. Yeah. They, they, they don't they see. They don't see. Um, now, Kelly had killed one of them, snapped its neck. Right. Right. Uh, in the last episode, they said, are, have, are they all blind from, from birth? Now, the only thing that we have to go on and why she would do that is maybe one of them wasn't blind from birth. Oh, from yeah. Birth. Right. Was there, yeah, did the kid instigate anything? <laughs> it was just acting blind. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't really blind. <laughs> no, uh, like, it was just peeking. Did anything happen earlier in that sl- epi- 
episode. Did anything happen earlier? In Not this much. Wait, in the last one or in this no, one? No. Uh, did anything happen in that scene where she snapped his head? I don't remember. Was there a reason? She just like she just picked one and she was it. like just smelling them, like she was picking out fruit. Okay, then yeah, probably mm. you're probably right. I wonder if they're like playing on that whole thing that like if like you know how they say I don't know if this is like an urban legend or whatever or a lame stereotype, but that. People, if they lose uh, an ability like that, they have heightened right, senses. senses. So, like, smell. And, so, smell like they smell the clothes mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, maybe mm-hmm. if that's what they're doing, yeah. is that they're going to be better hunters because they can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would buy that too. Uh, or the light thing with them being able to be out maybe in the day because oh, yeah, they right. can't see, but they can still navigate. Because if that's not the case, play. and if they can't see when the sun is out, this is terrible planning. They're <laughs> just going to walk around in the sun. They have yeah. no idea. <laughs> we keep losing them. <laughs> Sounds like something's burning. <laughs> I think it's me. Yeah. Um, Did you smell that? So, I mean, we can cut right to what that's about. Uh, there's a scene at the end where Kelly goes into the house, pick up some, you know, things that she left behind. Yeah. Uh, brings out a crock pot. And, uh, <laughs> she is like very, uh, with it now. Like she's no longer under any kind of trance. Like she, right. she's making her own decisions. Make sentences and, mm-hmm. uh, and but her... she still seems kind of evil, right? She, do you think she's still, she's not the kid's neck. Yeah. Right. She was, and she's tracking them down to kill them. Does she know that? Is the question? Does she oh, know, yeah, or does yeah. she just want her son back? No, she's with the program. Okay. I think she's yeah. with the program. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, she said, "Find my son." Um, is it just because she could have grabbed like F's clothes or something? Oh yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I think I think she knows what she's doing. Okay. Yeah, I think she wants to kill him. Uh, so they're she out there. To nag him a little bit. Find yeah. My son. yeah. <laughs> He's probably not eating his vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> so they're out there trying to find. Zach, um, probably maybe in daytime, maybe under the cover of night. Who cares? And Zach's kind of got like a weird stake in this episode too, where he like was erasing stuff from the yeah. So like, he, if he's like, if that's foreshadowing that he's working against his father somehow, like maybe that's going to become a thing where he becomes a vampire and is erasing <laughs> things. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where that goes. Uh, he's a mole. Um, we there are books, right? If we read books, then we would know what all this stuff means. There are these books, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just books yeah. in general. Yeah, just books. Like <laughs> if we those, were all whatever, more learning. Let's look up erasing. Yeah, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I think. My, I mean, my take on that is that Zach understands that they're moving from trying to cure, uh, which would be curing his mom, and uh, moving to infect, which was going to kill his mom. Uh, so he's just having that reaction, uh, and rather than just erase everything and ruin it, you know, it's just, ugh, infects. Mm-hmm. We're going to erase that. Don't mm. forget. Um, yeah. very insightful. insightful. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, I, I think that that's all that, that really is. But I could also see, like, who knows on this, Yeah. on this show. <laughs> who, uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, so, uh, the Shed Couple is uh, slowly turning. Uh, they're going back and forth between like um, being okay with it, not being okay with it a little bit. Um, the um, Zach, or not Zach, uh, F has this. He reaches back to the yellow fever uh, to try and convince them 
uh, like back in the early 1900s, the yellow <laughs> fever was uh, it's killing hundreds and uh, hundreds of thousands of people until two soldiers volunteered uh, to be tested on, and it ended up saving millions of lives. And they found those two soldiers hiding in a storage locker <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Brooklyn. Like yeah. That is, honey, that's too. I mean, it's it's too. Uh, it's kismet. <laughs> It's, that's exactly how we were found. Um, so that's his yellow fever uh, story. Can I say uh, that one guy, Mr. McGreever, right? That's his name? McGreever! He's an actor named Ron Lee, and he was in a movie called Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Collector. Okay. <laughs> which is this really bizarre movie. My I love it. Uh, my wife's like family grew up with it. It's like mm-hmm. one of their... like. And it's so crazy and bizarre. But it's basically the Postal Service of Canada made a movie that was like stamp <laughs> propaganda to like get kids into stamp collecting. Uh, so listeners, find it. Find Tommy Tricker out there because it's, it's a really funny. And um, a very young Rufus Wainwright sings a song in the movie. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's right. funny. Anyway, back to uh, I guess, yeah, I think so. This is this is this is why, when we discuss the show uh, afterwards and during the show, we don't know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. uh, because you're dicking around on IMDb. I'm writing notes. Uh, you're dicking around on IMDb, and uh, I don't know, Jolie, what are you doing? Uh, looking up Wikipedia articles yeah. <laughs> about minor names mentioned. In- but I, I really don't think I lost anything. No. Like, by by. Futzing around on my phone, like the biggest detail I feel I'm missing <laughs> over the last two episodes is whether they're saying lumen or not. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I know they're looking for something, and I know it's. Good. I know Abe it's wants it, and I know that uh, the master wants it. So, so he found that page, right? He threw the book, and then yeah, he lost l- it for a minute. Yeah, and then luckily, he finds this page on the floor. He opens it up, and then the next thing that we see is him with him is face to face with uh, Mr. Pittman. Is that what we're calling? Him? Uh, I, I've been calling him Mr. Palmer. Pitt, but it's Palmer, Eldridge yeah. Palmer. Yeah. So he goes in and confronts him. What was on that page? Was that the was that the Lumen code or something? Uh. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really sure. <laughs> He's just like really smug, <laughs> like. Abe is. He's just like, I've got an answer, and I'm going to tell you I have that answer, but I'm not going to do anything about it quite yet. And Palmer's like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. I think that's I think that's all it was. Was uh, I don't even remember us seeing what was on the page. No, um, we didn't. It was a picture. There was a picture on it, which yeah. I thought kind of looked like the picture on the box in the very beginning. Oh, right, yeah. Episode, but I don't um, know if it's the same. Yeah, I think I have... Uh, so we went there just to taunt him? Yeah, I guess. To put that in normal people language, not Philly language, taunt him. Yeah, taunt him. 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 Palmer in the flashbacks was in a wheelchair. So he's been in a wheelchair since he was young. I think he said something about it too, like since I was 10 years old, or, mm. um, and that wasn't fair. And now he's just walking around and everyone's okay with it. I think like, it's no just the part of the cure that he got. Okay. Because we didn't see him up and about 
for the most part right. than the, the last season. So just like rich, um, rich guy stuff. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, a quick Google search of this guy, you know he's been in a wheelchair his whole life. And now all of a sudden he's great and walking around and no one's suspecting mm-hmm. anything. Well, here's an interesting thing. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. That yeah. he, he's only if it was an ailment that he wasn't born with, maybe when you become vampirish or whatever he is, you go back to how you were born. Which is why the blind kids oh. is important that they were blind from birth. Because mm-hmm. they wouldn't gain sight. If he gains the ability to walk by becoming a vampire you know, like it's like a factory reset. Yeah, <laughs> reformats the hard drive. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if he would go back to walking, yeah. maybe they would go back to seeing to default settings. That makes sense yeah. because he did. He... Let's not. It doesn't make sense, but it it we can draw lines of conclusion, but from it. Yeah, because he. I, I think they specifically said he was twelve years old when he lost his ability to walk. Mm. So that I see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. so then. Uh, if one of them wasn't blind from birth, one of them may have just been able to see. Yeah. <laughs> and really was just like, uh, okay, guys. It was like, man, forget this. this <laughs> yeah. is, you guys yeah. are boring. I'm going to go look at stuff now that I can do that. This is Snoresville. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. um, while we're on Palmer, um, does anyone else think that that speech he gave by... Coco Marchand. I'm Coco Marchand. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> now I have them. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's just like sort of um, screenwriting inception. Like I get the sense that the writers, or like it's one writer who writes the episode and then gives it to everyone else. He's like, oh, you know, you want to look over this before before we uh, produce it? And they're like, no, 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 I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we talked about this before the episode. But the was it the writer of this episode? Uh, was no, the director. That was the, the director, director of the episode. T. J. Scott. Yeah, I think. Uh, whose credits include many television uh, directing jobs, uh, and he did a. I mean, with this, especially the um, the one really good fighting scene that we saw in this one. So that was really cool. Uh, but what were his other credits? Uh, he was he had uncredited roles in three police academy movies, <laughs> one, three, and four, as a, a robber and a tough guy and a bank robber. <laughs> Do you think he was really offended when he didn't get the call for the second one? He was just waiting yeah, around. Right? Like he was like put up an ultimatum. Like, look, if they make a third one. I, I'm in, because you guys stiffed me on this second. <laughs> but I think he did stunts on those, too, which is probably the nature of his thing. And he did a Xena episode and Young Hercules. Yeah. Some cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, I don't know about the factory reset, but I'll buy it. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense why they would need to be blind from, from birth if that's part of the... But... Those are some details. Like if that's the if that's the case, there there there's no rhyme or reason to what they feel like the audience should know and what they feel the audience should try to figure out on their own. Yeah. Uh, and it would be nice if if there was some consistent, excuse me, consistency with that. Yeah. Um, uh, there was uh, Vasily checking up on Abe. Uh, that'll probably be the scene that we make the oh, uh, yeah. the. The our our cold open with uh, <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna what did he say about the the toilet? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, are you going to check on me when I use the toilet, too, or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Aww. Any yeah, any scene with him, like every, almost every other line of dialogue from him is like some kind of like jokey, like old angry old man thing, yeah. which makes it perfect for overdubbing fake laughter and applause <laughs> too. Yeah, like, like if this, if he was still alive, this could also go to Red Fox. Yeah, this right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the yeah, he checks up on him, and I'm just gonna go through this a little bit. Uh, <laughs> As far as the flashbacks goes, if we clump those together, uh, flashback to Abe and Palmer. Uh, so we see that they knew each other way back. Uh, and Palmer, the idea with these flashbacks is that they're trying to get across that Palmer is giving him money to do research and find these artifacts. So he's kind of like his his benefactor, uh, and Abe is just like this Indiana Jones-type person that's going around trying to get things because they belong to the museum. And uh, we didn't know until this episode that they had a pre-existing relationship, right? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought I might have missed something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so he leads him to the cane, which he gets, uh, after he meets um, one of the former... Nazis now set up shop in uh, i and Company, whatever the hell the name of the place was. Um, uh, and then goes on a, a, a wild chase scene with which the only thing was missing was two guys carrying a pane of glass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, a, and a part and, of cake. Yeah, yeah, and a real big wedding cake coming out. <laughs> um, so that was a little goofy, uh, but fun. Um, and then so he, he kind was of like pulls a him a doctor? cry at the end. What's that? That guy was a doctor in, like, yeah. a Nazi medicine guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Draver Haven? That guy? Is sounds that right. Sounds right. <laughs> sure. That was the guy who was, like, owned that yeah, store yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one you thought was... The uh, guy from Indiana Jones. Yeah, which, I mean, it, I don't know. You didn't IMDb that? I couldn't find him. Uh, I didn't okay. find him. I don't know if... How, how they post stuff to IMDb like I have to wait until tomorrow or whatever that he goes okay. up um, yeah so the then that guy um, goes to see Eichhorst and does he turn him is that is that what happens there I think so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he turns him into a into a vamp uh, and that was a really cool shot too, with him there, and then the the mirror right behind him. Yeah. Uh, and every time he just saw a little little shakes. T.J. Scott. Yeah, T.J. <laughs> Scott. Credit T.J. Scott. Uh, and so he gets the he gets the cane, uh, gets that, uh, and then Palmer uh, comes back and offers him to find something else. Is he offers? What does he offer him to find? Is it the lumen? Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what it was this is, in the scene. This, this is not the podcast for people gonna... that are looking to be really yeah, well informed. Like on the on Stark Raven Mad, the Game of Thrones podcast, we go into things, we have people that know what we're talking what they're talking about. Uh, this isn't this isn't this that. is just a bunch of people who saw this asking questions. Yeah. It's like it's like listening to like like grandparents after a movie. Like why did he do why did he do that? What was he thinking? Pause it. I have to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't over. like when they yell. Why did I see that man's butt? <laughs> Silver grenade? Why? Uh, yeah, just us asking a bunch of questions about it. But I mean, like, I think that's kind of like, 
indicative of where this show's at. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like there's so much going on, but but yet so little going on. And like the the other thing that's driving me nuts are all these flashbacks that like, especially last week, uh, maybe less so this week. But like they're flashing back sometimes just for the sake of flashing back. You know, like it's not really like revealing anything, or it doesn't make me any more invested in what these characters are doing. Mm-hmm. Like in that one scene, I said uh, the the political scene where we saw like the mayor. And all of his, like, the conference table of all the people and that woman came in. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're all assholes. Like, there's no oh, characters yeah. that were likable mm-hmm. there. Which is, maybe that's the point of this. Maybe this is, like, someone's, like, hate fan fiction about <laughs> New Yorkers. Where it's just, like, all these people <laughs> that live in New York are fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. And I hope they get turned into vampires. Because, like, even with our group of heroes, like, there's there's no one... Like, maybe Vasily sometimes. sometimes. Like, I, I like him, but, like... He's also, like, just so full of, like, fluff lines that yeah. it makes it really hard to get behind him completely. And yeah. you know his true motive was just to, like, turn ju- Dutch straight? Like, that was his only motivation? <laughs> like, oh, so what's my motivation here? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, you really want that badass chick. Oh, okay. I yeah. got it. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing we can really get behind yeah. to root for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, I guess I'm rooting for uh, F to stop drinking. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I guess. Like, uh, like and that's the thing is that he seems like he is so not in control of anything. Like his relationship, for sure. His, you know. Yeah. And and also like just tossing petri dishes around. Yeah, and he's not a very good doctor, right? Yeah. Like Nora's the one who's been coming up with all this shit. But like, also, I feel like I. Like, yes, they'd have you believe that, and I think the whole thing is they want you to think, oh, he's not in control, but he hasn't really done much to make me think otherwise. Like, he's yeah. not, he hasn't, like, lost, and I'm thinking that he's throwing Petri dishes, and there's, like, germs going everywhere or something, but no, it, there's no consequences to any of his shit. Like, when he needs to be there, he's still there, so I don't yeah. buy the alcoholic things. Well, yeah. which, which leads me to think that either he's going to get worse and worse... That's it leads me to think he's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah. There's no or. Um, but if he doesn't get worse, then why have this at all? Right. Yeah. So you know? to pad five minutes onto the episode. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, drinking like and, and that bottle he was drinking. Get a smaller bottle. Yeah. Like that, that was a huge bottle, and then he like makes a big deal out of taking that out of his pants, taking a swig, and then just leaves it like right on the uh, the cart. Mm-hmm. Come on. Sometimes you want a big bottle, Mike. Sometimes that's part of it. Is no, carry it's carry a, good, a few smaller bottles. It's a fun prop. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I agree. The, that was bottom I, shelf too. Yeah. Yeah. Oil, just <laughs> yeah like, uh, Fishers. <laughs> Fishers vodka. I also I feel like the like Nora and F, like though their lines could come from anyone's <laughs> either one of their mouths. You know, like I like they don't have strong enough personalities with the exception that Nora is like sometimes hysterical or like <laughs> very affected by what's going it's on. Whereas F is, yeah. <laughs> But it's like they don't have like uh, I don't feel like they have very particular like interesting or different worldviews yeah. on like what's happening. Uh, I don't know. I hate to be a hater, but but also I think that they were like maybe that's what they were trying to do with adding Coco Marshall. <laughs> Add in the uh, sound effect there. Yeah. Uh, they were like, oh, we don't have any interesting women characters. Let's add this interesting woman character. And she's just more of the same. <laughs> Turns out she's just woman. Yeah. Uh, they forgot the interesting. Yeah. 
Um, and like, if you're gonna do that, kill off some of the other yeah. ones that didn't weren't effective, <laughs> yeah. rather than just keep them around. So it's like, like one like, and I think someone has made this point last week. Like in in Game of Thrones, which I don't watch, but I know that people die like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like somebody should die. Yeah. Someone should die. Yeah. A couple people should die. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of like keep keep us invested in this a little bit more. And someone reminded me the other day. Who was it? I guess someone at my office, I was talking to them about the strain, and they had mentioned that, or maybe it was a few improvisers, whatever. Do you remember the very first episode, there was that cop, and we're like, yeah, this is a guy we're going to follow for a really long time, and then within, like, within the last five minutes of the entire episode, he wound up getting his head smashed in. I think that was the first episode. We cared. That was the whole thing. We're like, wow, this show's off to a great start, because... They're giving us these characters we're like already invested in, and then killing them off. I'm in, and we haven't seen anything since then. Yeah. Other than Tiny, Tiny yeah. was important to us. Yeah. Yeah. Shout shout out to Tiny. And, <laughs> and the people I care about most right now is that couple that's being tested yeah. on, uh, and we were just introduced to them. Yeah, right. And like probably one of like a really cool like moment where you did kind of feel like a a bit of human side to these characters when they were like holding hands there. Like mm-hmm. like that was like mm-hmm. well done, and that like you actually like felt invested in the characters a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it was good for the show to do that too because, uh, or I guess uh, maybe TJ, maybe it's a TJ decision, TJ Scott <laughs> um, uh, of the Police Academy films. Uh, <laughs> Because I feel like this show, possibly with any other director or writer the, with the combo, would have he would have gotten loose somehow, um, and then gone after Chase Nor, and then he'd have to be killed or something, and then their their whole plan is they they can't really do do their plan. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the pattern for this for this show. So to have a just a natural moment where she just wheels him over, they hold hands, and then she has a, re- a human reaction. Yeah, let's let's have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this show, it, it, the pacing of this show, because of the commercials, is killing me. Yeah, it's killing me. Well, if they just start next week, like a half an hour late, you know, start watching it a half an hour late, and then zip through all that stuff. Yeah, what was there used to be like a technology, a technology. Um, <laughs> it was like a DVR service, but uh, it would cut out all the commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that'd be great. <laughs> that was that was my grandma, and she would record yeah, things right. and have a second VCR, uh, and she just stopped record, record, stop. Um, yeah, I I do think that there, and, and Joe's right. It has a lot to do with the decision making. It's like this is either a show about society falling apart and them having nothing to. No way to help that, and what happened, and that's sort of what we see on the leftovers, right? But like more subtly, it's not mm-hmm. about the actual event; it's about what happens to society thereafter. This is just like we don't care. I don't care about what happens next. I just want to know about what these characters are feeling and thinking in this mm-hmm. moment, and it's they're not giving me that. Yeah, uh, I still find the show. Excuse me. I still find I still find the show fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still find the the things that happen fun, um, but I'm finding it more fun in a sharktopus kind of way uh, <laughs> than a what could be a really really cool show mm-hmm. kind yeah. of way. Um, 
No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one thing? Oh, yeah, I guess it was Bolivar. There was like I, there was one thing in the episode that I was like, oh come on, like that's <laughs> like you are totally going full like, you know, goofball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that was it. Just his line. What was? I'm sorry if this is skipping around, but what was the? We've covered the whole episode. Uh, okay. There's no skipping. Is this a question about one of the commercials we saw? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, this South is skipping Paul. to uh, with South uh, Paul, Rachel McAdams, Jake and, Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Coming soon. <laughs> what is the point of Coco Marchand? Like, what's her? M- what's her MO? I don't know. Why? Because that's actually interesting. Like, is she actually? French working. Yes. Yes, <laughs> is she, she is actually French? French? Does she actually sell real estate? Yeah. <laughs> These are the hard hitting questions. They're just not answering. She to writes me. a speech like a New Yorker. Yeah, you know. Uh, but what do you think? She's actually on the other side of things. Is that what they're getting at? Because she was like, maybe you should look this over before. Why? And then it was a successful speech with a, a few quirks that a millennial might have. I added think there's. In. I think there's more to Coco uh, than meets the eye because uh, in when I was putting together the uh, Coco mix mm-hmm. uh, from from for last week's podcast, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, not Palmer, but the Elridge. The, the same person. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the old man. Yeah. Also same I guy. For, uh, I yeah, it might have been him, but there, there was a meeting between Palmer and uh, somebody else uh, and there, when the elevator comes up. But right before the elevator comes up, Coco uh, says, well, that's because you, you weren't aware of what's coming. And then it was like... And then she's there. So just timing purposes leads me to believe uh, that F is just going to get worse and worse, guys. <laughs> just, yeah, so that, that she has... she's. Something's up with her. What? In what way? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> you think there's something I'm, I'm reaching. one of these characters on I'm this reaching. TV show? What? I need something to be up with her. What happened to the, the valet? The... They, there, it is entirely possible that she is just a coincidence to this <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. Did, yeah. Did he die in the last episode? Do I Which just one? not remember that? Which one? The... Um, Palmer's uh, valet guy, the one who was like serving on him, and then at the end, turned out to be fighting for good. I don't know. I don't remember what happened to him. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if anyone out there knows what happened to that yeah. guy, if anybody that watches the show watches the show, how do how are uh, we on a podcast about this? Show? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, tweet at us yeah. uh, at SRM Podcast. Or, or, uh, or don't. I mean, do it or don't do it. That's, I mean, either way. Yeah. Normally on podcasts uh, that we do that are good, uh, I ask for ratings and reviews. Um, don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. But play uh, this for all your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invite a bunch of friends over and be like, "Hey guys, I have this podcast I really want you to listen to." And I'm telling you, this is this is a this is a really fun. This is my favorite part of this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, we are just three dopes, yeah. uh, and sometimes four or five dopes uh, yeah. sitting around discussing a show that we just don't we can't grasp. It's it's like this show is a bar of soap. 
Yeah. Uh, and right. each week we're just like whoop whoop whoop. Each yep. time we think we have it. Yeah. Mm-mm. That happens, and but not it's like, in a good way. But it's also kind of like a really like drawn out bar of soap. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a really kind of like meandering. Really long bar of soap. Like a bar of soap that's not very engaging. Yeah. Really like, it's like a cane. Yeah. So, Sometimes it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it all, there's also Nazis in the <laughs> Yeah, Nazi soap. Um, uh, oh, and the other thing I wanted to bring up is we never found out exactly what happened to his wife, right? Abe's wife. We know she's dead and we know he has her heart, but how was she part vampire when he got it? How was he keeping it alive? Those are still things that I don't believe were. Well, did, didn't Mr. Pitt say he had her yeah, heart? Yeah, he had it. Yeah. When did he get that? Uh, well, there was the moment where they, at the end of last season, uh, all the vamps were attacking, and then they found their secret exit out of his uh, shop's bunker, um, where the heart was, uh, and I coursed in the others. Uh, so I guess, I don't know, maybe oh, yes. I coursed gave it to him as a gift. Mm, okay. um, that's a weird gift. Um, you hear that, <laughs> listeners? We knew the answer. <laughs> yeah. One thing that happened. Yeah, one thing that happened, and then but fill in the blank between how it got from one to the other because yeah. Mr. Pitt was not part of that raid. Yeah. Um, but we don't know. We we've never even met Abe's wife, unless is that you think that's his wife? Yeah. That lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In okay. flashback, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have we we've met her uh, in previous uh, the previous flashbacks in the previous scene where he kept leaving to go uh, hunt um, and his wife just kept uh, being like where have you been you know mm-hmm. um, I, I don't what I don't happened that um, well I guess that <laughs> makes me the winner of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week's winner <laughs> what is your favorite thing about the strain the, the TV show the strain what is your favorite thing about it it's probably Abe Abe yeah and even more so because now I view everything from a sitcom perspective. <laughs> oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think I think Abe is probably my favorite part of the show, uh, with uh, sometimes uh, Vaselli. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I like when it's gory and weird. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the show when it's good. Yeah. yeah no, right. I think that's the the show thrives on its like gross factor on its when there are vampires battling other vampires and the the team is like taking down a bunch of them. That's when I think it thrives because I'm like, ooh, look at that. That's funny. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't care. Yeah. I think I'm I've always been the one that cares the least. Hmm. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a combination of those things. Like, I I don't think I used to think it was Abe and Basili. I don't think it's that anymore. Because like even yeah. them, like I'm just like bored of their shtick. Um, the, the like that SEAL Team Six squad of like oh, vampires yeah. who are mm-hmm. hunting vampires, and like we kind of know that they're a little bit more complicated than that. Like those guys, I really like. Mm-hmm. And who's the guy Gus. that's with them? Gus. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gus yeah. is awesome. Sure. Totally not in this episode at all. Yeah, like neither of those things, which are like my favorite, more most interesting thing that I feel like we're going somewhere with. Like, like there's a story to be told there, and I want to hear that story. Whereas, like with all the like going, I hate to beat up on the flashbacks again, but like I know how all those flashbacks end. 
Yeah. So they're going and telling me the origins of the story that I'm interested in. So it's almost like they're giving me the the prequel that I don't care about. Yeah. While I'm watching the thing that I am supposedly caring about. Also, yeah. it's inter- like it's interesting to note that in any other series that we'd care about, the Dutch getting with Vasily thing would have been huge to us, right? Like we would have been like, "Thank God this has finally happened," <laughs> or or felt the complete opposite way. But we didn't even talk about it, you know? Right. And in last episode, care. in last episode, we thought it was going to be F and Dutch. Right, yeah. There was like some kind of like foreshadowing. Yeah. Maybe that still will pay off. But I mean, It'd be a weird menage a trois. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They they had a little pool pool encounter. <laughs> Um, and Vasily, you you think he'd he'd be a little smoother with with some things, but yeah, um, she was she was doing the uh, <laughs> the lifting. Um, yeah, and you saw you saw a butt. Yep, that's a cute butt. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I I think that we covered everything. I mean. Like you said, there's not much to say on that topic because I don't care if they really got together, uh, and I don't care about his butt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything you guys else you want to want to chat about? We'll just get end up with winners and losers. Do you guys eat any cool sandwiches? This week? <laughs> uh, no. I don't think so. Uh, all right, so winners and losers. We make that a goal for for this week. In the yeah, next seven sandwich. days, by the time we record, we get together to record another one of these. We'll have a cool sandwich. We can talk about yeah. that. Yeah. In case next week's episode is like another fucking mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and the camera cuts to an overhand overhead shot of us reaching across the table with our pinkies, mm-hmm. locking pinkies. Yes. Right. And, <laughs> raising them up. and you can uh, kind of see my butt. Like a little bit. <laughs> uh, all right, winners and losers, and then let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Who, uh, Julie, you wanna? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, my winner is F because he's drinking. He's not doing anything, but Nora is just taking care of it all. He doesn't even have any moral qualms because <laughs> she's feeling all Do the feelings for yeah. him. Uh, my loser is the poor blind kid. Like, if having sight at birth and then having it taken away isn't bad enough, then dying post-death again yeah. is even worse. Being turned into a vampire and then being killed. And then being and killed. It, it, or did that not kill? Yeah, that was you the know? other question I had while saying that statement. She just snapped its neck. Mm. Yeah. Oh, can, you... can vampires kill other vampires? I mm. guess maybe. <laughs> Just because she's a vampire. Just because she's. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Joe. Uh, winner is uh, Ron Lee, actor and Tom Trigger <laughs> and the stamp collector. Go. Everyone should find that movie. I'll see if I can get uh, Emily to give me the uh, the VHS so we can watch that next. What week. is the name of it? Tommy Tricker. I think it's Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Collector or the Stamp Traveler. Tommy Trigger. Right. Little Tommy yeah. Trigger. Okay. Um, so that's my winner is Tommy Trigger, and my loser, I guess, would be all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, I didn't even think about it. Jesus. Um, I guess my winner is uh, let's say Vasily, um, because it's it's supposed to be the end of the worldish sort of thing, 
uh, and he's uh, he's having a good time. And my loser is I'm gonna say for the second week in a row, my loser is that couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the shed couple, oh. um, Mr. and Mrs. Something or other, McGreever. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, McGreever. Um, so those are they're my losers for the same reasons as stated last week. So listeners, if you didn't listen last week. Uh, you'll have to now. <laughs> yeah, we've given you all the reasons too. <laughs> we were uh, more enthused last week. Yeah, well, I, like I said, for me, this you have it's a ten o'clock show, mm-hmm. which is you know lateish, mm-hmm. um, and then you stretch it, and I do mean stretch it mm-hmm. into nearly eleven thirty. There's no reason that this show needs to be that long. Uh, you need to cut some commercials out of that. Um, I'd, I would rather see 10 episodes rather than 13 episodes and just cut a lot of this nothingness yeah. out of there and a lot of, a lot of the um, unneeded shots and uh, commercials. This show can't be that expensive that we need this many commercials to, to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so that's my, final, that's my final thought. I guess the winner is uh, sponsors. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's quickly go with uh, with some some plugs. Joe, you have a five dollar comedy week. Yeah, five dollar comedy week this week. Uh, I'm on a show uh, tonight. This is going to be out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Or or it was last night called yeah. "I'm in Your Sketch." Michael S. Watkins show where he's going to interrupt sketches. It should be really fun. And then Wednesday is a show uh, that I'm producing called Buzzworthable. Uh, it's like a clickbait TV show or a t- clickbait. <laughs> experience live so the internet without all that internet uh, <laughs> at 7 o'clock at Plays and Players in Philly have you ever had too much internet in your internet <laughs> Joey um, same deal uh, $5 comedy week on Friday at 7pm Plays and Players I produced a, I am producing it's still in the works a show called Toy Testing which is fun weird experimental comedy show um, where we play with toys. So that's fun. Uh, so come out to that. And 1816 every Wednesday night at Philly Improv Theater. Check yep. the schedule. Yep. And for me, you can check out MikeMarbach.com uh, for this podcast. Uh, or you, you may be downloading it from iTunes as well as the other podcasts. Uh, Stark, Raven, Med will be doing another new episode soon. That covers Game of Thrones. Uh, and as far as live shows go, if you're in the Philadelphia area, go to the Philly Improv Theater on July 25th, uh, and you can see, uh, at 7.30, you can see Study Hall, which is a real fun show, which has a mixture of improvised comedy and, uh, science and history, hist- uh, lectures, uh, covering history and science, and, uh, two guests from Chicago, Improv Legends, uh, Susan Messing and Rachel Mason will be at the Philly Improv Theater for a weekend of workshops and a show at 10.30 p.m. that Saturday night. Uh, that's July 25th, 2030 Sansom in downtown Philly. Um, I guess that will will do it. We will be back doing this next week. You may not have uh, gotten that sense listening to this particular episode, <laughs> but we will be back next week, and we will be talking more of the strain on Bloody Sunday. Thanks, everybody. Bleh.